welcome to Starting From The Pits. It is great to have you here. Finally, I feel like we've spoken so much online and never really instigated this until recently. So mm. wouldn't mind, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, of course. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, I am Lewis and I do copywriting in the motorsport world. So whether it's F1, other series, even esports, I sort of write the things that people like to read in the world of motorsport really I don't really uh yeah it's kind of best way to put it really perfect and you have quite a, a certain persona about yourself online I think that's what attracts a lot of people to you if your friends were to describe you how would they best describe you mm -hmm. uh depends which friends <laughs> um the roguest ones they would say I like to be playful with words yeah um I like having a laugh I like you know making light out of situations that sometimes maybe shouldn't be made light of yeah. but, oh, within reason obviously but yeah, yeah. I, uh yeah I just like to have a laugh and, good energy yeah with words especially I just think it's fun to write about something that I, you know a lot of people write about but I just have a different sort of spin on it to yeah. try and sort of make it a bit unique you know perfect so Start of your career, let's take it back. Is writing, copywriting something that you've always thought about, been interested in? No. So uh, so I, I, I've always liked writing growing up and things like that. And then I, my degree was in English, so that kind of fits. Yeah. Uh, and then I kind of fell into this retail job. Right. Just dead end. Yeah. You know, I was offered an easy promotion at graduation, and I was like, sure, why not? Yeah. You know, easy money, saved to buy a house, bloody blah, all that stuff. So then I kind of sort of coasted along for a few years, sort of not really knowing what to do. And then uh, 2022, I sort of came across, well, no, I'd been learning copywriting for a bit, but I'd started to build a bit of momentum yeah. in 2022. And I thought, well, I like motorsport and I'm okay at writing. So why not sort of merge the two? Merge the two. Um, because you know a lot of motorsport copywriters are already sort of you know they're in-house or yeah. you know that the they're part of a publisher or whatever so i saw a bit of a gap in the market for a freelance person that yeah. can be sort of picked picked up and put down whenever someone needs me you know if they've got if their hands are tied and they're a bit busy or whatever you know yeah. So it keeps it open as well, keeps it nice and fresh, you know. With, yeah, it keeps um, your mind going as well. Yeah, because every day is different. I'm with different series, different clients, different objectives. So it's nice. It's yeah. Nice. So starting out that sort of freelance career, I mean, where do you even begin to start with that? Because that must be quite daunting at the start, thinking, oh, my God, I need to go out there and, you know, make a name for myself now. Yeah, it was it was difficult. It was pretty scary. Um mm -hmm. I'm still working my notice as of recording this. Okay. <laughs> um. So the office that I've been in is my current workplace, which yeah. is this recruitment agency uh, near where I work. Um. So I'm kind of juggling both yeah. things uh, for now, but I leave in the middle of February. Right. Um, but it's just a lot of networking and just being present. You know, I've kind of tried to, I've, I mean, I have posted, daily since about october yeah give or take a few days over christmas yeah um which can be hard you know sometimes you're really not 
you're not feeling it but yeah i just try and keep my name at the top of everyone's minds when they think of oh i need some help hopefully they think of me yeah, yeah that's the that's the plan and it's, it's, it seems to have worked so far so yeah and i think that use of linkedin for you has been a really key one in finding that momentum because you've sort of I'm not going to say broke boundaries, but I guess you have done on LinkedIn. LinkedIn for me, when I first think of LinkedIn, is very like business focused, mm. men with briefcases. And very you much, like yeah. the complete opposite of that. So how did you first take the leap into thinking, right, I'm just going to change the game completely then with this? I mean, I sort of had the same perception as you did for LinkedIn, sort of, you know, professional. I, yeah. I initially got LinkedIn to find a job in copywriting. At this point, I was into motorsport and I was into copywriting, but I hadn't even thought about merging the two. I was just yeah. wanting a copywriting job. And it is how I found, or how they, the agency at work for the minute, how they found me was through LinkedIn. Yeah. So, you know, it was worth getting and all that. But yeah, I just started writing how I like to write, not really thinking anything would sort of come of it. Yeah. Um. And then I started narrowing it down because at first I was writing about all sorts and there wasn't really a topic. And then started writing a bit about motorsport, which is my main interest. And it got mm. a bit of in, it got a bit of traction. So I thought, okay, we'll see see where this goes. Um, and people seem to like it because it is a little bit different. And mm. I'm not put in a box. You know, I've I've had opportunities from big teams, but they want me to be in their office and I'm up north, they're down south. Yeah. And I felt that. <laughs> yeah. So even though the opportunities are great and also, but also a few of them have been a bit unsure about my personal yeah. branding, like keeping it and because I obviously talk about loads of teams, series and things like that. Whereas I don't really want to be put in a box of just talking yeah. about a certain team. You know, I like to, talk about all sorts of everything yeah it's so, unconventional as well and i think some people are a bit scared of that especially in the formula one world let's say for example the very as we've learned today with andretti they're very mm. much closed off and like this is how we do things so yeah i think it'll be for somebody like you to get in there and again break that boundary mm. it's sort of like it's a step in the right direction i think yeah and that, that that's kind of why like i said i've had offers but i don't I kind of want less restriction, not more. Yeah. So I just want that freedom to write for whoever, whenever, and wherever. As Shakira said. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I resonate a lot with Shakira. <laughs> Them hips don't lie. No, you've not that seen mullet. Don't lie. Yeah. I'm well, it needs a, it needs a trim at the minute, but yeah. <laughs> it's giving Australia. <laughs> I so, think, what did someone say the other day? They sort of said, I don't think I've ever seen a mullet get pulled off, but I think you're almost there. It's part and of your personality I'm now. I'm kind of like somewhere in there, there is a compliment, but you kind of have to dig for it a little bit, but I'll take it, you know? You're good with words. You can make it somewhat good. Yeah, I'll I'll sort of dig that out and sort of twist it to fit what I want it to say. So. Just what F1 needs. Mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so... From here now then, where is your career kind of taking you? Where is your goals and aspirations going? Um, This room, basically. Okay. So this, this will be where everything happens. And I'm taking you, that's like your bedroom. 
spare bedroom spare bedroom okay yeah oh are we gonna get a bit artsy and a bit interior we're, design we're gonna we're gonna do something we're gonna have some okay nice over here this is kind of this is new build magnolia that you currently right. you wow. know so not a lot this was a dumping ground until i started taking this seriously and i'm like yeah. right, okay it's going to be a dumping ground with a desk with a laptop <laughs> with a sim rig that sort of love just that choked in the background and then it gets yeah. shoved this way when i'm playing um so yeah there's plans for this room this will be like the office office and i'll obviously make it look a bit more presentable um but the future is basically i just want to sort of have a comfortable life working for myself writing for some really cool motorsport uh series teams businesses mm. founders whoever that's that's kind of you know i'm not wanting a six figure week yeah you know i just want to be happy and enjoying it i just want to be comfortable working for myself and doing what i enjoy so yeah, I don't have yeah. massive, you know, I don't want to have people working for me and things like that. I just want to, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, Keep it simple. Yeah, I'm a simple guy. Love that. Is there like a, a dream person you'd want to write about or interview or, you know, series, team? Mm. Um. Yeah, I'd, I'd quite like, I've not managed to get a a, a client in WRC in mm -hmm. the rally series which which i've loved rally as much as i've loved formula one okay so i'd like to write for one of the rally teams or work with a, a rally sponsor or something like that because i'm as interested in rally as i am f1 and other series yeah. so yeah so i've kind of i've got some f1 clients I've got some esports clients i've got some sort of motorsport experience clients yeah i'd like a rally or maybe even, you know, uh, bikes. MotoGP was a big okay. one for me growing up, which I've kind of not fallen out of interest with, but I've kind of got more interested in the F1 yeah. and stuff recently. But yeah, bikes was the main thing growing up. Right. I want I it to like be the next got... Valentino Rossi, you know. <laughs> got you. Yeah. I feel like you've kind of got that personality that fits those kind of things as well. Like they're a bit more bit more rogue a bit more yeah. out there kind of thing they'd be more accepting to that kind of writing style so I, I completely get that exactly yeah they've got that less of that sort of prestigious kind of you know a rally's, racing. yeah a rally's not sponsored by rolex and yeah <laughs> you know has all these uh funding businesses from all yeah. around the world putting millions into sponsors and things like that you know i quite like the sort of rough edgedness of rally where if they crash the driver and the co-driver are getting out pushing the car with fans yeah. and you know fixing a, a leak or whatever and putting yeah, a new yeah. tire on i just quite like that sort of raw yeah definitely so you know. a day in the life for you what does that look like as a freelance copywriter so a day in the life when i'm not in the office mm. would be some client calls it would be some uh drafting it would be working on briefs and sort of working on amends really i've kind of got a few bits going at once that i would mm -hmm. kind of you know while one piece is being reviewed i'd start another piece right. and once i go full i'm going to sort of dedicate a day to each project oh yeah so then i can sort of just put my mind right right today i'm doing this and then at the end of the day i send it off get my revisions get my re you know amends 
mm-hmm. work on them, done. Whereas at the minute I'm kind of juggling, I need to get a bit yeah. of a strategy in place, but I don't know what I'm doing really. You know, I've, I'm sort of winging yeah, it. Yeah. I'm no, sort of winging it. But. That's, that's really hopeful though for other people who are wanting to start out in this. I mean, a lot of people these days get into sort of most sport jobs, social media, that kind of writing job because it's just a passion. Mm. They don't necessarily go through the whole training of a degree. And I know you said you studied English, but um, for a lot of people, it's just a passion and they end up falling into it. So I think that's quite hopeful for a lot of people to know that you're not, you're in a position where you're freelance now and you know, you've got clients. Yeah. I mean, the main advice that I would give is you just need to put yourself out there. Yeah. You know, this time last summer, I had no following on LinkedIn no clients, no idea that I could even do this as a freelance thing. I mean, until July last year, I was working in a warehouse, as I said. Mm. Um, So to be going from that to here in, you know, seven, eight months, it's all because I just posted and just made myself known to people, you know, because at first I was sort of just emailing big publishers going, hello, can I work for you, please? And they're like, <laughs> do you have any portfolio examples? Yeah. And I'm like, no. And they're like, well, we don't know who you are. So you're a, you're a risk. Yeah. Whereas now I'm less of a risk because I've got, you know, four or five yeah. months of daily motorsport content being posted every single yeah. day. So yeah. so let's, let's hold on to that sort of um, client kind of conversation. How do you approach a client? Do they approach you? Do you put yourself to them? How have you got this client base that you've got now? Uh, a bit of both. At the start, I was doing outreach. You know, I was trying to tailor my post to try and get the interest of some people, yeah. which which did work. So in a way, it's kind of outbound and inbound at the same time because yeah. I did the post and then they saw it and reached out to me. Um, yeah, some it's just plain and simple. I don't like the term cold outreach, but... Yeah. I sort of will connect and warm people up to me, you know, comment, like, engage, so they're familiar Mm -hmm. with me. And then I don't sort I'm not very salesy. I'll sort of just say, look, if you need a hand, yeah. You know where I am, that kind of thing. And that has had some success. Sometimes I just I'm like, okay, let's just see how far I can push this. And I like just I'm as daft as I possibly can and Funnily enough, one of my first main clients, they said, you know, this is the best sort of outreach message I've ever received. Well, and that's, that's why I reached out different. to you. And I'm like, well, that's that is validation that what I'm doing, yeah. you know, isn't silly or ruining opportunities. It's actually beneficial because I stand out. Yeah, definitely. So then once you've got your clients, they give you a brief. How do you sort of go about creating that? dream for them the the process of writing that piece for them so it's quite a collaborative process I use google docs yeah um so I'll based off what they want I'll create a draft and I'll add them to the google doc they will add comments suggestions feedback and then I'll take those and then I'll start the full piece in another doc then once I've written that I'll add them again make mm-hmm. the comments so it's kind of a collaborative yeah if if I need help I'll obviously email them or if they want to suggest something they can just add it as a comment but right it's kind of like a live feed activity so they yeah. can see what is being done if if they're interested in sort of seeing it develop yeah um 
but it just helps me sort of keep everything in one place, the work and the feedback. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then I can just refer to it and say, okay. And the good thing about Google Docs is you can sort of tick it and it actions it and, you know, it's sort of a log of history. So yeah, that's kind of the process, if you can call it that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, just, it's presented it's to fun. them in a Google Doc because I'm not very designy, you know, yeah, in terms yeah. of like, I can't do graphic design or I sort of say, here's the words. There you, you go. What you want with it. Yeah. Sort them out, you know, crack yeah. on. What's been your favorite piece that you've written? So a lot of them I can't say much about because I'm under They're, they're not there yet. Okay. Yeah, I'm under NDA Publish and they're things. in the works. <laughs> but I have something coming up for a new release in the summer mm. that I've had someone reach out to me and they've sort of said, look, we're working on this. If you yeah. sign this NDA, you're going to be doing X, Y, Z and it'll be released in sort of May, June. That's exciting. And I'm like... Yeah, that sounds pretty that's good. Very exciting. You know, an NDA, I want that's to tell everyone. Official. I know. <laughs> like, I received an NDA and it had their company, you know, logo, and it was like an official. You, the writer, will work with us, the vendor, and like proper, oh my God, proper legal stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I best not. apply. <laughs> I'm like, I want to tell me, 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 mom, me, me, dad. I want to tell yeah. everyone. I want to, you know, but I've got to be careful. But yeah, in May slash June, I'll be able to say more. But that was an inbound which okay. was even more exciting because yeah. they've seen the work you know that's the thing that you don't know how long people have been sort of lurking you never know who's watching that's exactly what I always say you don't know how long they're watching you know I've had someone before they've liked and commented loads of times and so they're obviously interested in yeah. that so then one day I reached out and I'm like I appreciate you sort of engaging with my stuff all the time and they were like yeah I was just sort of seeing if you're a good fit and you are so right. let's let's get working together you know so they're just there sort of watching it yeah making their mind up for themselves I don't have to be all pushy and sort of say do you want me to do this for you they, yeah, yeah you know and that's why you should post your things yeah, just do it. Just do I, it. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? Exactly. Like, it's cringy. I think I've heard Lissy McIntosh say this or something. Like, it's cringy until you're actually successful in it. Mm. And then you're like, well, it's not anymore. Yeah. You're actually you know, about it. I used to post and it'd be one like or no likes or mm. like 30 impressions. But you slowly build that momentum. And you'll look back and you'll, you'll, you'll be like okay those posts aren't very good but it was a starting point and look where I am now yeah you know it everyone who you know because I'm bad for sort of comparing myself to other people who've been doing mm -hmm. it a lot longer but I need to remember they've been doing it a lot longer yeah you know so obviously they're going to be further on than I am yeah definitely so, so back to your favorite piece what's been your favorite <laughs> published piece that we're, favorite... we're allowed to read <laughs> <laughs> okay so favorite published piece is uh, I'm currently writing a few pieces for this sim racing uh, okay. business, um, sort of how-to guides and guides that sort of talk about how it bridges the gap between real life racing and sim racing. And, mm -hmm. you know, you've got the top drivers like Verstappen jumping on a sim and winning. Yeah. He won. He, he won. He won the 24-hour Daytona esports. Right. Okay. Event, I did not know that. Which is just ridiculous, you know. So Why are people not talking about that more? I had no idea about that. Well, that's the thing, you know, it, it, it's a, 
I mean, I know some people don't sort of see it as a sport, you know. Yeah. But it shows how good that esports is becoming when a real professional driver can hop in a simulator and do like for like performances. And it also works the other way around. You know, there's esports champions that are then beating professional actual race drivers yeah. on track. It's funny you should say that. I've just started watching the new NASCAR documentary on Netflix. Yeah, I still need, I need to watch that. first episode, there's a driver who was a sim driver and he's gotten in the car now and he's chasing the championship. And it's like... Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Unbelievable, the things yeah. you can do with these sims. Well, an F, there's an F1 esports driver, Jano Otmir. He drives for Mercedes esports. Right. And every year, there's a race of champions where, you know former drivers current drivers compete against each other on snow yeah. in like yes, stadiums yes. love it you know and Jano Otmir beat Mika Hakkinen who is of, who is a, a yeah. former F1 champion yeah. and Valtteri Bottas that's unreal you know and he's just this 21 year old kid in his bedroom who's very good at Formula 1 yeah. games um, but it just shows how transferable and you know, so writing this, doing some research was really cool, and you know, to see that it was a very inaccessible sport. It's not like football where you can buy a football and you can yeah. practice and you know get better. Before proper sim racing was a thing, you know, motorsport is so hard to get into. But now, mm. all you need is a an okay wheel yeah. and a and a console or a PC, and you you sort of you can. You're away can build yourself up and improve yeah yeah and it's especially good like say covid hit again i know it's yeah. like, it'd be horrible if it did but yeah. like something like that it, it keeps the drivers well maintained throughout that and yeah. say i can't even think of another example where they'd need that but you know what i'm trying to say getting if they've been injured or for example they've got that kind of yeah well i actually that was part of it in in 2020 they did because all the drivers flooded to Australia for the first race. It was in Drive to Survive. Yeah. Uh, you know, everyone's there. And then Australia shuts down because of an... Well, someone in McLaren gets tested positive. Yeah. So they're like, right, forget it. We're pulling I out. I felt so, well guilty. Yeah. So McLaren <laughs> are pulling out. Uh, so all the other teams are like, okay, we can't really race with a team missing. So eventually, obviously, it all got cancelled. And I think it was Alex Albon... Uh, Charles Leclerc, George Russell, Lando Norris, and someone else. I think it was Pietro Fittipaldi or something mm. like that. Were they did like a an esports event online? Yeah, competing with content creators with each other, and they were just as quick on the game. It's funny you should say that. Actually, one of the guys who I've had on the podcast, I met him on the road trip that I did last year, mm. and he is an esports commentator, Paul Challoner. If you know his name, it rings a bell. Yeah, um, and he actually ended up racing with Lando in Bahrain. So I was yeah. like, an F one driver, this is official. You're on the database. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. One driver off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, he said he he was beating. I think he beat like half of the grid, and he's just mm. he's never That's sat in a race car in his life. You know, there's some there's some proper fast kids well mm. uh, people out there that are getting to show their potential through games you know yeah. a 30 quid game and a, a 150 quid wheel and they can be up there with the, the the best of the best yeah 
definitely. I feel like we've gone off track a little bit here, but that's fine. Yeah, I mean, you asked what I enjoyed writing. Yeah. I think it's quite obvious I enjoyed writing that. So back to sort of your career a little bit. I mean, for people starting out in this world, it can be very intimidating, as we've mentioned. What would sort of be your biggest piece of advice for them? That's a good question. Um, it is intimidating. And, you know, as you get to F1 and sort of the upper echelon, it's very serious and corporate and, you know, it, that can be quite daunting. But at the end of the day, racing is racing at any level. And it's just, I don't even know what I'm trying to, it's basically, it's just, you're being competitive. So naturally, everyone who's wanting to get into motorsport it's going to be hard to get in because yeah. of how desirable it is to work in a paddock. You know, if you're into motorsport, that's where you want to be. Yeah. But the best advice is just to, it doesn't happen overnight. You've just got mm -hmm. to work towards it. If it means you're having to start in a, a local national championship, you know, uh, just writing blogs for free to start with, just to get a bit of traction. It, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. So just don't think you're going to be in the F1 paddock next week <laughs> if yeah. you start a blog today. Yeah. Because it's just not realistic. Yeah. But it's not impossible either because, as we've seen, people have done much more from their bedrooms or their, you know, from spare time. So Yeah. Love that. It's a great piece of advice. Just Thank don't you. give up and keep trying. Yeah, it was a bit rambly but I kind of got there in the end yeah I'm better wow. with writing than speaking so <laughs> I can't have you on without talking about the Formula One season it's coming up it's just around the corner hit me with your thoughts hit me with your thoughts um I like Max I don't shy away Ooh, from that controversial Are you not I'm not upset by that I'm fine by that yeah okay I almost wore my Max Verstappen uh graphic t-shirt uh <laughs> but I thought I best sort of keep it neutral in case yeah. I upset anyone, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I like Max. I think he was ridiculous last year. I hope it doesn't happen again, even though I do enjoy seeing him yeah. win. You know, the best race of last year was Singapore, which we all know he didn't win. But I know you're also yeah. a Carlos Sainz fan, so that's, so that's also <laughs> bias on your part. So, um, I... I kind of, I want a more, I want the start of 2022 where it was Charles and Max mm. Dyson all year, please. Yeah. And then I want Charles to win because the poor lad has been through some oh God, turbulent yeah. times with that team. And he's just signed it's on. It's extended. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. I mean, not the, they must be paying unreal amounts to yeah. keep him <laughs> yeah. because. I mean, he probably wouldn't have had anywhere to go for, tw well, 2025 is kind of the silly season, isn't it, where yeah, everyone's going to be moving. Yeah. So they've kind of secured him for that. Mm. Um, so he's going nowhere. He might he might regret that. It might be, you know, we'll, we will see. But I want Charles to be more consistent. Whether it's him or the team, he's just not consistent enough to take it to Max. But nobody is either, to be honest. Yeah. I'm kind of here uh, for the domination. To be fair, like it's, I feel like we're watching history in oh, the, yeah. right now. Like there will never be this. a season like we've just seen. Exactly. There's no way. I mean, nineteen out of twenty-two races. 
unbelievable. That's silly. It's <laughs> stupid. What's he doing? Like, that's the kind of... If you're playing the game, you turn the difficulty up at this point. You're like, yeah. you know, this isn't a challenge anymore. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, it, it's silly. I, th I think Checo's out. I think he's gone. Sort wow. of midway. I think they'll pull a, a helmet. Marco will do bits like he normally does. I don't want to say Daniel, but I think it'll be Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Th I. I don't think Dan. I think, you know, people like Daniel. I like Daniel, but, mm. you know, Liam Lawson deserves a drive. I love Liam Lawson. I am yeah. a Liam Lawson fan. I'm a Liam Lawson enjoyer. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> Just had to be different enough. Um, Good with words. Yeah. So I like Liam Lawson. I think he did brilliantly um, to keep Yuki. I think Yuki's at risk. Mm. He doesn't. Yuki's never. I've never gone. Wow. Yeah. You know, I love him. I think he's brilliant. And, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. his dynamic with his teammates are great. And the way he shouts at people down the mic can be quite funny. <laughs> but, you know, Liam impressed me. Yeah. Within three races. Definitely. Whereas Yuki's kind of just there, mm -hmm. you know, and it's a shame. It's a bit like, I mean, I don't remember a single thing the Haas drivers did last year. Me neither. What were they doing? I Where were they? Gunther, and it's just sad that yeah. he's not there anymore. RIP. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, they're a bit forgettable. Hmm. You know, when you compare it to the likes of Alex Albon, Unreal. I mean, Logan Sargent was getting some TV time, but not necessarily for the right reasons. <laughs> you know, if I saw Logan Sargent and he had all four wheels on the car, I'm like, you know, yeah, nice great one. weekend. Yeah, you've kept it out of the wall, mate. Nice one. See you. Cheers. But, <laughs> you know, Alex, I've heard rumours that Alex might be taking Lance Stroll's seat at Aston Martin. Ooh, that's that's if Daddy that, yeah. Lawrence will, you know, swallow his pride and realise that his son isn't quite pulling his weight. Yeah. You know, imagine Fernando and Alex Albon as teammates. Team. I feel like Fernando would really nurture Alex as well, yeah. like the similar way that he did to like Esteban. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. Really like, nice. I mean, I think without doubt, the strongest team off of 2023 performance is McLaren. Right. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. they have the strongest pairing. Yeah, I agree. Um, You know, obviously Max is Max, but Sergio is... He's Sergio. <laughs> He's Sergio. <laughs> um, Lewis and George, yeah, they're okay. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. George... George just likes to throw his toys out the pram too much for me. Yeah, or crash into people. Yeah, yeah, all that. It's just... Send George back to Williams and get Alex oh. in the Mercedes. Oh, what a dream that'd be. Yeah, that'd be mega. I'm voting for that. Mm. Um, Alpine. I think the uh, Alpine's livery is going to be nice. Sure. The camo livery. <laughs> yeah, that'll be something. That Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're okay. Um, I feel like I'm getting bored of liveries. Like, I just need something different and exciting. Yeah. I mean, what about the Klarna pay-as-you-go um, cash app? So uh, off the tongue. Halifax 2% uh, <laughs> mortgage F1 team. Like, what do you think of that? 0.9% APR. Yeah, yeah. Last, last. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not a fan. 
not a fan of that at all. It just feels like a complete placeholder until they find something more legit. Yeah. Um, just, I can't imagine Crofty going, here's the Visa Cash App racing ball. <laughs> rally. No, it's just not happening. No. Going down the inside of the, what is it, steak? Oh, Jesus. What is it, steak? It gets worse. Uh, is it not just it? steak F1 team? Steak Alpha, Alpha 1 team Sauber or something. No, there's more to it. Anyway, it's, yeah. it's something stupid. I think it's quite funny, though, in countries where gambling's not legal, there's just F1 team. Yeah, I mean, what, they're going to have to... Half the car's going to be blanked out when they <laughs> yeah. go to certain rounds where the gambling's not allowed. <laughs> Literally. Did you see it's... that post that they put on today? And they were announcing um, that Barbados driver is the reserve driver. Oh, no, I've not seen that. And I think they've gotten, like, a random intern to take the photo because he's just this kid up against a white blank wall. And it's like... Put a graphic on it or something. Yeah, uh, that, yeah. Get someone it's on camera. Yeah, it's funny because yesterday I, I posted about Lando's pit stop last year at Qatar. You know the record-breaking mm, pit stop and all that. that. And you know everyone coming together to create an amazing outcome, and that's a perfect example of they're slacking in one department. Yeah. So even though it's an announcement and everyone should be happy, all you're focusing on is the shite graphics. <laughs> You know, it is um, it's not even graphic, it just it's just an image. Yeah, it's just, yeah, someone's just taking it with their iPhone, iPhone and gone, yeah, that is the perfect example of it takes that shine off. Yeah. You know, which was my whole argument. You know, you've got, for the most part, banging graphics, <laughs> banging photography, banging, you know, video production. I mean, can we have a moment for Fernando Alonso's TikTok, please? Oh, I love it. There yeah. were some people complaining about the whole like humanization almost of bringing the drivers onto TikTok because it's like it's taking away that prestigiousness and it, it's making them too fun. I'm like, no, bring it. I it's love it. Great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've somehow fallen into Lando Norris and Charles Leclerc Stan account Twitter. I don't know how. <laughs> Twitter's a different world. Oh, it's wild. I try to stay off it these days, but like I go on and it's people like going absolutely crazy over Lando showing a bit of neck oh, or people just go absolutely ham, don't you know, they? Charles Leclerc with a carrier bag and everyone's going look at his biceps. <laughs> like uh, I don't why why am I on this? Yeah, they're both very attractive men. Because it's I'm very capitalised in F1. Yeah, I'm not gonna you know, they can fair play to the lads. Yeah. But I don't know how I've ended up with that in my algorithm because I haven't searched for it. I promise <laughs> Anyways, I don't know how we've ended up on this topic. Yeah, delete my history. Charlotte Claire, topless. <laughs> there we go, get rid of that. Yeah. Perfect. Well, it's been great to speak to you so far. I feel like I'm really looking forward to following your journey and the pieces that you're writing. If people want to go and follow you and look at the, what you're up to, where can they find you? Uh, my main home is LinkedIn. Um, I don't know the URL. It's... <laughs> It's not, a, it's not a handle, is it, like Instagram? That's yeah. Easy. It's something like LinkedIn.com forward slash Lewis Horton writing or something like that. I don't know. Um, I also have my website, copyandthat.com. Mm -hmm. uh, copyandthat.com slash newsletter is where you can sign up to what will be a weekly roundup of race news. Love that. Once I will I'm, be subscribing. Once I have more time and yeah. I'm not working two jobs. Yeah. I wanted to do it um this weekend just gone because obviously we've had 
We had the first WRC of the season. We had mm -hmm. Daytona 24-hour, the real 24-hour Daytona. We had uh, Formula E in Saudi. A lot happened this weekend. A lot happened. Yeah. Um, and I've just got, this is not a sponsor, but... Oh, go um, on. Product I've placement. Just, go for it. I've just got a, an app called The Racing Line. Oh. Which I'm probably going to get the pro version because it's, own, it's, it's only try. like eight, nine pounds or something. But it basically, it shows you the events, the racing events of that specific week and oh. the times that it's at. And it, it, yeah. Is it that one? It is that one. I'm well getting that now. So, yeah, I mean, that is just perfect because, you know, with all the time differences and things like that, it's well, I'm, so... I'm on it. We're yeah. here. We're so, shout out Dave Ellis, who made that. He might be worth... Oh, my God, there's so much. Yeah, it's mad. And you can select, like, which series you want and things like that. Well excited about that now. But, yeah, Dave Ellis is the maker of that app. So, right. he's a real one. All right. Uh, I don't, what, was my, what was my point? Um, your newsletter, <laughs> articles, things yes. that are going on. So, yeah, so it will be a roundup of the events of that race weekend. Yeah. So even if you're not into your bikes, there'll be bike news, but there'll also be F1, Formula yeah. E, F2, WRC, if you can hear my dog barking, I apologize. Um, so that'll be coming out soon. Um, so hit this, hit like, and subscribe, hit the, <laughs> hit the bell notification or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And then I also have an Instagram at copy and that, but that doesn't really get used as much because I don't have time, but it will yeah. get used more yeah, yeah. on my jollies, on my adventures. I'm planning to get to some races this year. So have you got any in mind? Well, I would like to get to the Sweden rally Ooh. next month. Okay. But I think I've got some clashing plans. Oh. Um, which is a shame. Uh, I want to do Austria. I want to do Belgium. I want to do the Netherlands. Formula One we're talking here. Yes. Yep. Um, and then I'd quite like to do the London E-Prix. I'm going to that. I'll be there. I'll see you there. See you there. See you there. Are you like... Get there as a fan or as a, a, a are you there for work or um well my sponsors have kindly got me the tickets so work and a fan nice you, if you go into any race it's a fan anyway <laughs> oh yeah 100 um, percent. yeah yeah um so i'll be there uh cool. i'd quite like to go to the berlin one as well because i've never been to berlin mm, that was on my agenda as well I'm like that would be kind of cool to do berlin but also see a formula e race that'd be yeah. kind of sweet um and I'd, the dream would be to do the J Japanese WRC. Fun, yeah. Just that'd be mental. You know, up in the Japanese mountains, you know, yeah. it's just incredible. So that's obviously quite a high uh, high target. Yeah. But we will see. We will and then see. obviously that'll give you a better perspective of being able to, you know, right track side. You'll get a full feel mm. for the emotions and everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Well, that's the thing that the joy of not being tied down to a team, even though I'd probably yeah. travel with the team or mm -hmm. what, however it would work, is that I can do this from wherever. So if I wanted to fly to Italy for the Italian Grand Prix and write from there, I could if I wanted yeah. to. Yeah. You know, it's freeing and it's nice. Yeah. Love so, that. Yeah. I'm hoping to get to a few this year. Um, 
put it through as an expense, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. <laughs> Isn't Don't know so if I can say that. We can probably... Yeah, it's fine. The tax man's not listening. But yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. Um, perfect. So one way I like to finish my episodes, I have a little Spotify playlist called The Garage Radio. And I like to mm. ask my guests, what is your song of the week? If you're gum- jumping in the car right now, you're putting on a tune to make you feel good, what are you putting on? That's a good question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you threw that one at me, didn't you? Yeah, I always keep that one a secret because people uh, overthink it then. Yeah, well, I've been enjoying a lot of Phoebe Bridges recently. Okay. So her band, Boy Genius, with Lucy Dacus and Julian Baker, mm-hmm. it, it came out last year. It's called Not Strong Enough. It's right. a banger. I can't stop singing it and playing it. Um, I saw them last year. They're incredible. Amazing. Okay. But yeah, it's sort of come back around in my rotation recently. So okay. that's kind of my driving along, absolutely screaming at the top of my lungs, okay. singing, you know. Yeah. So I'll probably say that. But you cool. sprung that on me. So that yeah. is... First thing that came to mind. I'll I'll get that on the place. I've never heard any of that kind of stuff before, but I've heard a lot about them. Yeah. So if it's one that's going to get stuck in my head, then. It's sad girl indie rock, which... <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I you love, know? Love that genre. That yeah, well-known genre. Yeah. If, if it's raining and you're feeling a bit sad, you put a bit of Phoebe Bridges on, she makes you feel worse. But Look that's... out the window and watch the rain. Yeah. Yeah. So I just... Okay. Yeah, she just sort of serenades me and everything's okay <laughs> perfect well it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on likewise um, thank you for it's been great me. to speak to you and and you know get to a bit more know a bit more about you and your career and where you want to go with things so thank you so much for joining not a problem thank you for having me mm-hmm.